Welcome to episode 45 of The Playground Project with me, your host, Tanya Pomerantz. I'm so thrilled you're hanging out with my fabulous mystery guest and me on The Playground today. Before we begin, I wanted to invite you to connect with me on LinkedIn or on Instagram at PuddleJumpCoaching001. In the doghouse today, we are shining the spotlight on Homes for Paws Dog Rescue. It's an Ottawa-based, non-profit, foster-based rescue dedicated to saving dogs, and their philosophy is rescue, rehabilitate, rehome. The link will be in the show notes. And now, as Monty Python would say, for something completely different. Today, our chat on the playground is not about careers, but rather relationships. And my fabulous mystery guest is, in my opinion, quite the catch. It's my husband, Gary Pomerantz. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My absolute, very favorite mystery guest, my husband, Gary Pomerantz. Woo! I am so excited you are here with me, with us, hanging out on the playground today. I'm honestly like, I'm grinning like uh, I don't even know what grins. And I'm smiling like I smiled on our wedding day. I'm just so happy. And yeah. Wow. That's, um, that, that's quite the... Uh... I know expectation here, but yeah, no pressure, man. No pressure. No. So it's, it's close to a year. March 8th is going to be a year since I've started doing uh, the podcast and hanging out on the playground with the most amazing people. Uh, It's very inspiring. I'm extremely inspired and uh, touched like just really by the people that I get to, to meet and have conversations with. And so I, I've been wanting you uh, to come onto the playground and hang out with us. And I'm just so happy. I, I think that wow. I think the listener could probably hear that ridiculous level of smile that I have on my face. Like it's hurting my face. It's like I'm smiling like I do when you make me laugh like you do. Oh, boy. Even more pressure now. Uh, no, I was just going to say again, no pressure. So, okay. The, ask the whole, away. I will. The whole concept of the Playground Project is purpose, plan, and pivot. And, you know, we need to be ready to pivot when things happen that we don't expect and uh, that we're not counting on. So we've done some pivoting in our lives, in our lives together. And so I want to do kind of like a back, like a not a deep dive, but like a behind the scenes look at at the book that I wrote, Sex, Self-Esteem and Sheer Stupidity. Um, you're a big, huge part of my book and my life, obviously. <laughs> a little bit. As, huh? as, as, <laughs> as you are mine. That's how it works. And I wanted to kind of just ask a few questions. So I've, I've jotted some some questions down. And one of them... Are, are, are they math? They're not are they math. Mathematical? 
They're not mathematical. They're not. So they're going to be a little bit more soul searching than math. I mean, not to say that math isn't soul searching, but I, maybe it is. I don't know. Do you think my question is what did it feel like to propose to me? Wow. What did it feel like? It felt like the right thing to do. The timing was right. And it felt like it was the natural progression in our relationship. Hmm. Timing. Well, it's interesting because I asked that question at the wrong time. The proper question I I meant to ask was, why did you change your mind? Because just so that the listener knows some context here, I wanted to get married and you did not want to get married. Why did you change your mind? Probably because it meant a lot to you. And I figured we're going to be, probably I figured we're going to be together anyways. I mean, so, hey, let's get married because it means a lot to you, basically. You know, I'm sitting down here in the basement with my eyebrow raised, but you're not surprised at that. Okay. If it didn't mean a lot to me, would you gotten married? Like if I, if I hadn't made that much of a big fat fuss about things, because you just said before that it was the right timing. It was the right progression. Oh, okay. Well, well, I don't know. I, I, I might, I, I probably would have, or I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to say how it would have felt maybe like two years later, three years later. Mm. But all I knew, uh, regardless of if we were going to get married or not or whatever, is that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. So that was just the the bottom line for me. Well, I like your bottom line. Okay. Were you nervous when you proposed to me? When we sat there in, in the Cafe Nelligan in Old Montreal? I suppose the, the only nervous thing really was arranging the timing and the place and whatever. I wasn't I wasn't really nervous about asking. I, I wasn't nervous. I think most people, maybe when they're nervous, they're, they're nervous because they hope they hear the right answer. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't afraid of not hearing the right answer. <laughs> No, you knew. You knew that I wanted to marry you. Now, yes, now, you made it abundantly clear. Yes. Yes, I did make it abundantly clear. And but I think it's important also context to know that. And I don't know if this is telling tales out of school. I don't think so because it's in the book. It was all about self-esteem for me. I felt that if a man, if you loved me enough to marry me, it meant that I was good enough. But I conveyed that to you, right? This isn't the first time you're hearing that. No, it, it, it's definitely not the first time. <laughs> um, uh, Maybe today. But yes, <laughs> I'm surprised it's the first time today. <laughs> but I suppose, I mean, that's your deal that, you know, if you felt that way, that's, that's what, you know, made you feel, you know, good about yourself or is that somebody would, would propose to you, then that's your deal. I was happy enough to just know that I wanted to be with you and that's all it took for me. Fair. Maybe it's because I had been proposed to a couple of different times. One, not great. And one, like, uber romantically in your office. Not Read you. Read the book. Read the book. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that segue. How does it feel to you? How do you feel knowing that the book that I wrote goes really deep into our relationship? Um, I think I was a little hesitant, hesitant at first because I don't this I don't have the same personality that you do. Obviously, I don't share as much, and I'm not as open as you are. And so, you know, so I was a little bit uh, wary of, of that idea. But since the book has been out, and since people that I know have read it, nothing has really changed for me one way or the other. 
for better or worse. So it's like, okay, I guess uh, no harm done. Yeah. Okay, good. And you made a mention of having different personalities. How do you handle being married to someone with such a different personality from your own? The listener knows how much I love the true colors. And I've probably mentioned that I'm married to a green man and that I'm very blue. So I operate on emotion. You operate on logic. How do you handle being married to somebody so different? I think anybody that has been in a marriage that has lasted as long as ours would say the same thing, that it is a lot of work. It, listen, it, it you know it it doesn't it, it doesn't come easy, you know. Uh, I mean, if it does, hey, good for you. But I mean, in general, I think most people would say that it, it takes a lot of work for a good marriage. And when you have two very different personalities together, I think it's both challenging and interesting and not boring. So I think I think it's like that. I think it's a combination of I find it challenging and exciting and fun. Would you say fun? Oh, Oh, yeah, we definitely have fun. We definitely have fun, no doubt. It's a combination of things. So I think if, if we were both exactly the same, it would be boring. Um, I don't know if it if that would make it easy or easier or whatever, but I think we've found a way to mesh <laughs> our personalities and <laughs> come out on the other side. Yes, I think. I think it's going to be 19 years of marriage this year. And I just think that's pretty cool, quite honestly. If somebody said to me, and in fact, this was asked during one of our team meetings, what are we most proud of in life? This marriage, our marriage, and the way that we have worked through everything together has been something I'm just incredibly proud of. So we did. We So we did. We did work through things. It, it, it was work at times. Oh, gosh. I mean, every day is work. Let's not kill ourselves. <laughs> Seriously, when you have two people living together in the same house, when you have two different people, you're always going to have some type of conflict of some kind. But hey, what do you think is one of the best parts about being married? What do you think is the top three cool things about being married? (laughs) I didn't say to me, but if you want to say to me, go ahead. The top three things about being married. The cool things. The cool things. Yeah, like if you were selling marriage. The idea of marriage oh, to somebody. I'm not that kind of salesperson. Mm-hmm. I, I no, uh, no. You want to be with a person, then then great. If if you want to be, you know, if if you feel you need to be married, then good for you. Um, but to sell. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'll stop you right now. I'll stop you right now. Let's say uh, not a, not so much marriage, just a relationship. Um, what what what's cool about our relationship? What's what just was the question? Then? in general. I don't know. I can't even remember anymore. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say one of the coolest things I love about being married to you is that it feels like a never-ending sleepover. Oh, well, um, well, we do have fun together. Uh, we do. I mean, I, I, we do enjoy each other's company. And mm, I, think that's I think there's a lot of people, I think, I don't know, you hear it on the news once people were forced to work at home over the last few years and spending more time with their partners and finding out that oh no i need that time apart to uh you know to be happy to when we're together kind of thing and uh mm-hmm. we we don't we don't have that we don't we don't need to be apart to enjoy the time that we're together so yes no. uh, if, 
if it's like one long sleepover, then sure. Um, yeah, you probably didn't have sleepovers, eh, when you were a little kid? Were you when you were younger? I didn't have friends coming over and sleeping over at our house. No. But having so. a sleepover with your best friend is the coolest thing in the world. There's a lot of laughter and silliness. But there has been there have been some some really tough times over the past 19 years. And many of them are in the book. How did we get through it? What advice would you have to, to give to people about marriage if they want to, if they say, oh, 19 years, that's a long time. How did you stay married? How did we stay married? I'd say I give the same advice to uh, people who just want to stay together if they're married or not. Just work on the relationship. And if you have issues that don't seem to be able to be resolved uh, between the two of you, then bring in somebody to discuss it with. Like, seek a professional's help when required. Mm. And, you know, they're, they're the professionals. They see things from different angles and, and can explain things and help you out. And I think it's beneficial to uh, a relationship. That's the advice. Well, I'm glad that you agree. Can I give a shout out to uh, Sandra Levine Slover, please? Certainly. Go right ahead. I'm giving Sandra Levine Slover a shout out because she figured everything out in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's all it took for her to see what was going on and the, you know what we could do to repair things. And, and that's something that I think with any kind of profession, there's people who are better at it than others. Mm. So I'd say don't give up on it. If you speak to somebody, uh, mm. you can you can find somebody and you go oh i've been seeing them we have gone let's say individually or as a couple however it works for you for like six months and 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 nothing's happened and we're no further ahead and whatever but you find the right person to speak to so you don't give up on the process but find somebody else find the right person and it might not be this 10 minute revelation that that we experienced but it will be beneficial it will help so find the right person and don't don't be afraid to keep looking i love that so i love that you said don't give up on the process because we encountered someone who we both it didn't fit with us and i was really glad that we found Sandra. Well, yes, because we experienced that. We did see someone that really didn't help us. Yeah, bottom line, didn't help, didn't didn't get much better. And, and so then we found Sandra and things yeah. were vastly different. And I like the idea too of seeking professional help. Like if you're not a car person, bring your car to the mechanic. Bring your car to the mechanic for a tune-up. I love tune-ups. I think that tune-ups are very smart in relationships and in cars. Well, what are your thoughts about love languages? You'd have to um, explain that to me. Yeah, see, I knew that. The fact that we've been married 19 years and you still don't know what a love language is. Is it closer to French than... <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. A love language. Is, 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 is it saying je t'aime? Or instead of, <laughs> instead of I love you? Like, I don't know. No, a love language is essentially the language that a person uses to express loving someone and needing to be expressed to them. So, for instance, in, in one person, love language could be their partner doing something really nice and thoughtful and sweet for them, you know, just kind for them. Um, another love language could be taking somebody out for 
fancy schmancy dinners. Another love language could be, I don't know, I should Google that. But <laughs> you know what? I'm going to Google that while you're laughing at me. That's Where's, fine. I'm used to that. Come on, AI, um, list all the love languages and I'll pick the top three. You're right. You're right. I should, I should do, I should do that. I should get the chat GPT. Wouldn't that be more of a, of a universal kind of thing that, hey, just do nice things for your partner. Or like I said, go if, if you enjoy going out for dinner, so go to, to, to dinner together or do something together, go to see a concert, go to whatever. If it's just things that you, I don't know, I think it's just part of a regular normal relationship. Well, you've got a good point, but I've got Google. And <laughs> so that, it says- I'll beat my good point. <laughs> there's five love languages and they actually were developed by author Gary Chapman. So he wrote a book and it was published in 1992. So these are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service and receiving gifts. There you go. I think Do you know covered what it all. But the idea is that if one person's love language is words of affirmation, but they're with somebody who their love language is acts of service, then they're not kind of corresponding in the same way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But as long as each one, each person realizes how the other person is and they go, oh, well, that's that might not be 100% exactly what I need but I can see that this is what they are doing. They're showing it in their own way. And so you can't expect everybody to be exactly, you know, or, or else like, again, if, if people were exactly the same, if you're if in your colors, you know, if mm -hmm. you had like two, two blue people together, two green, two, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. gold, whatever, then, mm -hmm. okay. You, you can expect more likely expect the similar love languages between each person but when you have different kinds of people you might go okay i i, I can see they're not exactly like this i'm not exactly like that but it works out in the end you know and each one can do you know can try a little bit more and go over to the other side and make an effort to do the kind of language that makes the other person happy hmm. all right so I'm going to give you some examples. So in a relationship, do you feel more loved when your partner, number one, tells you, I love you or praises something you did or two, surprises you with a meaningful gift or three, plans a trip for just the two of you, four, runs the errands or does the laundry or five, holds your hand while you're walking? Which one of those do you like the most? Mm -hmm. I would appreciate all of them. Um, I know. I was just thinking the same thing. How how could anybody say no? I mean, I know, like, like, no, don't hold my hand. Like, just you know. <laughs> I know. No, <laughs> you know, or or you plan this this trip for me? No, like, of of, of course, that's okay. a, that's a ridiculous thing. A anybody okay, would wait, appreciate wait. any one of those. I have a thing. Okay, when we were dating, you bought me like these amazing, amazing roses for Valentine's Day. Beautiful. And I love them. And I wanted to talk about our relationship and you didn't. So even though you did this beautiful, meaningful gifts kind of thing, it still wasn't the language that I really, really needed. But 
to be fair. So I could have had a conversation. I could have just had a conversation and not bought the roses. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's not but what I'm here, here, here. No. I, I, I want to get together. Uh, and you know what we're going to do? We're just going to sit down and talk. I don't have anything for you. Oh. But oh my, my, but my, 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 my gift to you is we're going to sit down and talk about our relationship. That sounds so lovely. Thank you. I would take you up on that any day. (laughs) (laughs) So your opinion is every language is really important. And that's kind of bottom line. I think so. And, you know, if there's one that's maybe more accessible, then great. I mean, not everybody can, you know, plan trips every, you know, whatever, you know, or, or whatever. Walking around doing something, just doing nothing, just walking hand in hand might be more accessible to some people. You know, it, 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 it depends. So you do what you can. And, but again, I think, I don't think anybody would not appreciate any one of those. Hmm. Seriously. Whatever you want to do for me, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it, my friend. Any one of those would make me happy too. So it's like, we're on, there we go. We're on the same page. You want to do any one of those for me? Right ahead, go right ahead. Okay, it's a deal. I like that. So question for you. Why did you agree to be a guest on the podcast, considering you've never heard it? Oh, considering I never heard it. I know that last part. That was just a jive, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the opposite of the love language, quite honestly. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, you know what? I should take that back. But considering you've never really heard it, why did you agree to be a guest on the podcast? Because I wanted to help you. Because somebody backed out and you wanted to keep up this streak of so many weeks in a row <laughs> having, a, having a guest. That was important to you. So that made it important to me. And I agreed to, uh, to do this. Well, I really appreciate that and I appreciate you. And of course, I'm going to ask the question that I ask a lot of my guests. What brings you joy? Uh, seeing you happy. I have to There's got to be more than that that brings you joy. Yeah. You and I have a different idea of, of what brings me joy. The, in, in the summer, I, I enjoyed playing tennis with uh, my friends. But... Uh, so aside from spending time with you and, and things to do with, 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 with you, um, to be honest, yeah, not a whole lot. Honestly, not a whole lot else. I work. That's it. Well, uh, I enjoy, obviously, love Frank, our dog. I enjoy taking him for walks and whatever else. But um, there's nothing else I really do that would bring me to say, yes, it really brings me joy. I enjoy getting I, I enjoy getting getting together with friends and stuff, you know, and of, of mm. course, and I think we've got wonderful friends. But no, that's about it. Maybe not everybody experiences joy in the same way. Depends what people have. Depends what other people do. But um, mm. I'm going to strongly disagree with you. Not just mildly disagree, but I'm going to say that joy doesn't come from what you have. It comes from what you feel about things. All right, then. Well, OK. See, this I might, is. I, 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 I might feel well. It's it, listen. It's it's not the first time today that you strongly disagree with something uh, <laughs> that I have to say. And it's not over. Um, <laughs> but you and I feel very differently about the same things. There are things that we feel very differently about. So true. So I don't even know if I should ask this question. 
Do you have a motivational quote or favorite words that you live by? <laughs> Go ahead. A quote or a word? Or words, like, or a thing, like a... No, 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 I, I, I know, but, but you think you know what I'm thinking of what, what I'm going to say? No, no, yeah, I'm guessing. And I'm going to be honest. If you tell, if you say it, I'm going to be honest. Okay, and I, well, we, we, we've... We've had this conversation about uh, motivational quotes. I I don't have any. I really don't. And so, or a word, something to to live by? Like, honestly, I don't. I I know people, you know, there's a lot of people that that do, and they've got it on the tip of their tongue and stuff, but I do not have any motivational quotes or Mm. things that I live by. Respectfully disagree. Oh, my gosh. There is. Why don't you you answer that for me? What What, what is it? I don't know what you're. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. It's this one. Why was it? Why stand when you can? What that I think was Henry Ford or something. Or is it when you can lie down? I I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. Why stand when you can sit, and why sit when you can lie down? (laughs) That to me is like that's stuck in my head because you. That's not exactly words to live by. Just something I'm, I thought I made it up because I, I really, because I, I really didn't, you know, know that somebody said that before me, but so be it. But, uh, I know, I know. But I mean, that's just stuck with me since you were my boss before. I don't think when people are talking about like words to live by or motivational quote, I don't, I don't think that's what they're really referring no, to. No, I, I agree. But when <laughs> it still made me laugh. And that, okay. my friend, my darling husband, brought me joy. Well, I'm happy that that brought you joy. So many things bring me joy. Listen, kid, I I can't thank you enough for hanging out with me and, and the listener on the playground and really talking about not just marriage, but relationships and, and stuff. And it's not math. And I know EX, what is it? E equals MC squared and thermodynamics and all of that would have probably been more interesting for you to talk about or easier for you to talk about. Maybe not thermodynamics. I don't know, because that's physics, <laughs> right? <laughs> what? <laughs> not, th- not thermodynamics. Uh, <laughs> No, but talking about relationships and what brings me joy and blah, blah, blah. Like, like I, those aren't my forte, you know, so hopefully some of this is usable. <laughs> <laughs> I know it will be. I can't thank you enough. I love you more than I can possibly ever put into words. And as a writer or someone who writes, that's as a lot about my lack of ability to write and express myself, I guess. But I appreciate you through all the love languages that there are. Apparently there's five. Because somebody wrote a book about it. (laughs) See, that's it. See, I pour out my heart to you. I give you like everything. I'm incredibly vulnerable to you. And that's how you respond. Your green way. They gotta be me. Yeah. All right. I love you too. And thank you for this. (laughs) And we'll see you in a few minutes. All right. When you come, up, when you come uh, back upstairs. Okay. Bye, sweetie. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Gary, for coming onto the playground and hanging out with me today. I know today's episode was definitely different, but it kind of encapsulates what it means to pivot. At the last minute, I had to change direction, and Gary was there for me. 
he has always supported me, even when I was doing something that did not make a lot of sense to him. But today's interview was just the ultimate example of that kind of support. And by the way, he still has not listened to any of the episodes, and it is doubtful he will be listening to this one. I take a very holistic approach to life and career development. So while we did not talk about careers, we did talk about life and what it is like to live with someone with a very different personality and what the five love languages are. And what he did for me today by being a guest on my podcast, that was a very thoughtful act of service. And I love that finally, after being together for so many years, we talked about the love languages. I also appreciate being able to talk about his role in my book and, of course, my life. I am so grateful for him being so open to that idea. Color-wise, we are definitely not the same. He is really green logical, process-oriented, slow to make decisions, and I am very blue, emotional, intuitive, with a need to live authentically. But our second color is gold, so it feels like that's kind of like a bonding element between the two of us. I also appreciate his advice that he would give couples. Get professional help. It's so true. And I love what he said. Don't give up on the process. The first professional you find may not be the right one for you or your situation, but keep looking. You will find the right one, and it will be worth it. Now, next week's episode will be back to the regular format, and thank you for letting me pivot a little with this one. Please remember to connect with me on LinkedIn or on Instagram at PuddleJumpCoaching001, and please do check out Homes for Paws Dog Rescue and Adopt. Don't shop. Until next time, be good to yourself, to others, to animals, and the environment. Looking forward to next week's episode, when we will jump into the future together.